Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. So I was a little under the weather, still am. So getting this one out a little late after that Denver loss, 134-117 in Denver, which was basically uh, a planned loss. Clay didn't play on the second night of a back-to-back as usual. And then Draymond Green was a late scratch with a calf injury. Uh, Hopefully that's not a big deal because he's so critical to what the Warriors do. And we saw that in this one. I mean, if you remember last season, he had that injury, which was a calf, and then it became his lower back. And then he was out for three months. So right now, (laughs) this is a little bit later. It's like a month later than last season that he's had this calf injury. And I'm not saying it's the same thing. They're still going to find out. But if he's out for an extended period, then that's really, really bad news. In this Denver game, you saw what happens when Draymond is out. If you think about the playoffs last season, I mean, Draymond on Nikola Jokic is what the Warriors uh, really, really need in that kind of matchup. Looney, you know, admirable job, but, you know, no one does what Draymond does, especially against Jokic. I mean, think about all the big plays he had in the playoffs last season versus Jokic, and that was obviously missing in this one. And this Denver game, like I said, because it was kind of a, a planned loss in a way, it it sucks because now after that Minnesota loss, which is the game that really, really stung, they finished this uh, short road trip one and two, and now they're back at 500, you know, basketball purgatory, like I've been calling it for the past few weeks. And as I've said, and as you all know, as you've all watched these games the same way I have, it's like they show some signs and then they falter and then fall back to where they are now. So what I think is important is these final six games before the All-Star break. I've said I want to see this team finish seven and three heading into the break. And right now they are two and two. But as I've also mentioned, there are some very winnable games coming up. And that's what makes it really, really critical to me. Like this will tell me a lot and not to just put like a ton on these games, but just the circumstances around this team and how they've been looking, some of these bad losses, some of the physical and also mental wear and tear of, you know, just mental fatigue. I mean, as a fan, I'm sure you have some of that, right? But of course, the players, the coaches, all that stuff, even more so. So, you know, just to run it down, Saturday, they get Dallas at home. And maybe, you know, right now, Luca is day-to-day. You want to see the best play, but if he's out, obviously that's a... You know, that helps the Warriors unless they (laughs) have another letdown game, which they've been prone to do this year. Uh, Then they get OKC at home. Then they go to Portland. Then they get the Lakers at home, the Wizards at home, and then they play the Clippers in L.A. So some gettable games, but, you know, the Warriors, they've had gettable games on their roster and by this you know, 500 record, obviously they haven't gotten all those gettable games. I could rack off a few. I'm sure you could too, just off the top of your head. So that's what I'm 
personally looking at. These are gettable games that a team that is trending in the right direction should get the majority of, right? So if I were to get my hope, my wish of a seven and three run before the all-star break, they would have to go five and one. Possible? Yeah, totally. Feasible? I mean, it really, really depends on which Warriors team shows up, right? Because we know how good this team can be when they are focused, engaged. And it's not one of those things where if they prevail ultimately in the end, people can say, oh, I told you so, they'd be fine. Because we know how they can get uh, to the promised land. (laughs) But it's just like the signs that they're showing, the lack of focus, the inability to close out teams, just the, the grind getting to them. And of course, losses have a lot to do with that and bad losses have a lot to do with that. But in these handful of games, keep your eye on those because after that, you got 24 games. 24 games, which is a pretty short <laughs> sprint when you think about it for a team like the Warriors who are hovering around 500. If they can get four games above, then you know they're in a decent situation. And, you know, I was commenting to someone on YouTube right before this, and it's like, you know, he was saying that he thinks the Warriors are done and mentally fatigued. And I mean, that could be the case. That could be the case. They they could just not snap out of this funk that they've been in. But to me, it's like, I'm going to obviously like ride with this team until they are officially eliminated, right? Because, hey, just get in the tournament. And it's funny because if you told me this is where they would be at in the preseason, I'd be like, oh man, that's going to be a really, really rough season to watch. And it has been, you know, but if they can get into the tournament at the end, then all bets are off, to be honest. I'm not saying like, oh, the Warriors are going to be favorites and they're going to just blow everybody up and win a road game in every series and then just, just take it. But hey, Let's see, let's see where they're at because they're either going to uh, surprise and prove people wrong or they're going to continue and just ultimately flame out, you know? And there's some big question marks with this team when you look at how, how many games are left, right? There's still a bunch of games, but a lot of guys just ain't there yet, right? Uh, Andrew Wiggins, been up and down, but he's never been like up to the point where he was before he got hurt. And he wasn't very good in the Denver game. But the Warriors obviously need him to get to where he had been. And in the playoffs, especially, like if he can't get to that dependability, then the Warriors have a problem, right? Uh, Jordan Poole, if he can't really, really lock things up a little bit more, then, you know, that's a problem. If Draymond Green is hurt, obviously that's a major, major problem. I mean, your, your chances are done without Draymond, you know, the same way your chances are done without Steph, you know, and you have Steph, if he just gets tired, if he just burns out, I mean, it was surprising that he played in the second night of the back-to-back. I'm not sure why, (laughs) because it was like a planned loss pretty much, but you know, it could have been, I know I thought about that game last season where that uh, little girl was crying (laughs) 
because this is in Denver. She was crying because she's a big Steph fan and Steph didn't play. And then he took photos with her and all that stuff in the next Denver game. But I don't know, maybe he felt bad and he wasn't just thinking about her. He was thinking about kids like her. I don't know. I have no idea. But, you know, Steph, he played a ton of minutes. And I don't necessarily think these guys are old, but it's one of those things where this, as I mentioned, the the mental and the physical wear and tear, hey, it's it's great if you're winning, you know, you can fight through things. But if it's always like this kind of no man's land, this basketball purgatory, that it weighs on you even, even more. I mean, if the team was bad, bad and didn't even have a chance, then you can kind of set your mind around that differently. But if you see that there's potential and it's just like frustratingly, you know, back and forth, back and forth, then that's, that's going to to take a toll. You know, I was talking to my buddy, Aram in Toronto. And when we talk about this two timeline thing, sometimes we think like, maybe, maybe it was just like, you know, if it was just one more year <laughs> closer together, that maybe it would have worked much better. I don't know. Cause maybe you get like a Kamenga who is even more electric uh, next season. Right. And then uh, maybe Wiseman Moody figures something out. PBJ is ready to fight for some rotation minutes. I don't know. That's all just hypothetical, right? Uh, you could say it's never going to work. <laughs> but like I said, I'm not ready to throw in the towel on uh, this team. They just need to figure some stuff out. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. Is Steph going to go for 30? Is Clay going to hit five threes? Is James Wiseman going to play? Download the app now and sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. James Wiseman got some run finally. He hadn't played in over a month. December 28th was his last game. And I'm sure Warriors fans and Wiseman believers and Wiseman haters all tuned in to see if they would be proven correct. And I'm a Wiseman believer. And I was like, play the kid, man, (laughs) you know, play the kid. I know Steve Kerr is chasing wins. I know he's chasing wins with the shorter eight to nine man rotation, but it hasn't worked. It's gassed some of the vets and the wear and tear. I mean, you could probably attribute some of this uh, wear and tear to what is bugging Draymond's calf, you know? And that's something that we've talked about a lot and on people's minds. It's like if you play these guys that much, especially Draymond, who's older and takes a lot of physical abuse out there and dishes out a lot of physical abuse, that could, you know, be an issue down the road. And here we are. But James Wiseman, like, you know, he could have, been uh helpful versus Nas Reed you know what I mean but I get it like the Warriors were rolling in that game and once they started faltering Kerr was going to go with his you know trusted guys that he can include in the closing unit but you know throughout the game when they were making the run throw Wiseman on there you know throws them throw him out there and let him be big out there and just 
you know, put him between Nas Reed and the basket, see if that changes things. Because sometimes you're just looking for a momentum shift, not necessarily looking to shut someone down. You're just looking to kind of like slow things down and be like, yo, but we didn't get that. And me personally, like I'm sure a lot of you, you want to see what Wiseman's got, whether you're pro or against. And hopefully we see some of that in these handful of games. Uh, he wasn't bad, right? Like it's a tough call to have to play against Nikola Jokic. But, you know, Wiseman showed some positives. He's not trying to do too much. Yes, he could be a little bit tougher still, but that's that's part of getting on the court. You know, the kid needs to develop, right? Like to me, it's a minor miracle that he is healthy, that he can get on the court. And that's no knock on him. It's like the dude tore his meniscus was out for over a year, you know, and not that that's the worst injury, but the fact that it felt like he was never going to come back. I'm just glad that he's out there. Some people think that the Warriors aren't doing him justice by having him sit and Kerr's not developing him well, not giving him a chance. And ultimately that may be the case. That's the circumstance of having a quote unquote title contending title, hopeful team. So I personally, I'm like, Hey, there's 30 games left, throw him out there, you know, throw him out there and, you know, see if he can, if he can help, especially in certain matchups where there's young athletic dudes or where there's like a smaller dudes. I mean, I said before he got hurt, I was like, he was, does really well against dudes who are like six, nine backups. Don't play him against starters, play him against backups. Like he did well against Brandon Clark on Christmas, you know, on the Grizzlies. So those are places where you don't have to have Draymond Green in the game or Kevon Looney, perhaps. In this Denver game, you had Wiseman out there with Jamichael Green, which was an interesting look. But we are, as of today, six days from the trade deadline. And I don't know. I have no idea if the Warriors are going to make a move. I don't necessarily think so. People talk about, I mean, they've been talking about it for a while. We've talked about it too. It's like Alex Caruso, Jared Vanderbilt, Kelly Olinick, uh, even old school favorite from early in the season, Sadiq Bay. I mean, sure, sure. But like the Warriors are selling <laughs> like pennies on the dollar. And if there's no like, you know, just guarantee that it's like this person is going to take you over the top. I mean, hey, if Draymond's out for a while, like what's the point of making a trade? Like you're not going to get anybody who can do what he does. Kaminga, he looked great against Denver in the first quarter. You know, hit shots at the basket, hit a three. And is the basically the future in terms of, you know, playing three and four, depending on what his skill set is, what uh, the Warriors roster looks like in the future. But, you know, he can be that guy. And I've talked about him so much. And I just love watching that kid play. Um, but if there's no Draymond, there's there's no real shot at coming up against any of these, like, top-tier teams in the NBA. The Warriors can't win deep in the playoffs without him. Plain and simple. So, you know... If this injury turns out to be uh, a month, and hopefully it's not, hopefully like he's back for Dallas or OKC. But if he if he's out for like a month, then that that doesn't bode well, you know what I mean? Unless Kaminga all of a sudden like can provide some of the 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 smarts and like just the instincts that Draymond has, and he could, but 
you know, obviously the kid's only 20 <laughs> and he hasn't had enough experience to do that, but he would definitely show some things and he brings things that Draymond doesn't. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, again, it's these six games. Let's see if they, if they are bad in these six games, if they have some bad losses, some come from ahead to lose losses, like against Dallas or OKC, or if the Lakers smoke them. Because, I mean, if you look at these teams like OKC, they recently beat on the road, but OKC came back on them. The Warriors ultimately won. Uh, the Wizards, the Warriors had a lead, and they almost blew that one too. So this trend, and again, not just teams making runs, but like uh, when the Warriors have seemingly – the game under control and then and then like cough up the lead in the fourth because they're not hitting shots they're playing hero ball uh they're turning the ball over they're not being focused uh they look tired who knows what it is it's a lot of those things mixed in together on any given night so we'll see we'll see uh moses moody got some run in this denver game too and man he he just doesn't look like he's he's there (laughs) at all like he's so out of out of sorts and it's a shame because again this was a dude that played in the western conference finals that was trusted enough i would like to see written down in paragraph form or even just bullet points like what has moses moody shown that's different from last year that doesn't get him on the court is he markedly slower i mean that's always been that was on his scouting report, right? Like lack of lateral quickness, lack of foot speed. Is he just more careless? Who knows? Does, are there just better options? Is just, you know, Ty Jerome, yeah, he has his, his pluses. But like what has Moody done to to deserve this? And, you know, maybe he just hasn't been as detailed. Maybe his head's been out of it at certain points early. See, I have no idea. But whatever it is, like he's going to need like some run some serious run to get back into uh, into the flow of things, right? Because he hasn't played at all enough. So, you know, it is what it is. Like, we'll see. We'll see, like, if there's any trades in the next uh, six days, most likely running up to the trade deadline. But uh, we'll see how they run up to the All-Star break. If they – man, just imagine. Imagine they go hypothetically, right? Let's, let's go optimistic. They go five and one then you're feeling pretty good. Then all the pundits, all the podcasters, all the blog boys, all that stuff, then they're saying like, well, the Warriors finally flipped it. And, you know, we've been waiting for it. We've kind of seen it, but they just haven't closed. And I think that's the big thing. I mean, think about it. If they closed against uh, the Wolves, if they closed against Brooklyn, if they closed against Boston, those are three bad losses that have left like a bad taste in their mouths, right? Hypothetically, right? If they uh, won those, they would have been on a eight-game winning streak going into Denver. Now, what if, what if doesn't mean much, but those were games that, I mean, if they took like at least one or two of those, then we're feeling a little bit different about this team and probably the team is feeling a little bit different about themselves. So uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Will the Warriors make a move? Man, uh, I just don't know what is feasible that the Warriors would be willing to give up looking at the calculus for the rest of the season. You know, is it one of those things where it's like, you know, let's just look at the buyout market. Let's look 
to find somebody emergency on the fringes so that when the playoffs start, we go with our top eight guys, have the ninth man be kind of situational matchup based by committee, whether it's Lamb, Green. I mean, if Lamb makes the postseason roster or the regular season official roster, Wiseman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, maybe let's we'll be like, okay, we'll, we'll see what we got when we get there and see if the top six plus DiVincenzo and Kaminga can just suddenly turn it on and get hot in the playoffs, right? Because they're not going to get anybody who is top eight in their rotation right now. I mean, if you get Caruso, you know, maybe you think he's top eight, you know, bump Kaminga down to nine, but it doesn't really matter. But is he going to put you over the top? Possibly, possibly in the postseason. But is that something that the Warriors want to do? You know, they just need to get there and then and then see how it goes. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. This uh this game against Denver was like, eh, whatever. But uh it's Dallas, OKC, Portland, Lakers, Wizards, Clippers. That's what I am looking at now. All right. That's all I got. All right. Well, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick E. Pino or at Oakland Warriors. Check out our YouTube channel where you can watch this episode, youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors. Check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you want to leave us a nice review, saying good stuff about the show on Apple Podcasts, that would be hugely, hugely appreciated and it would be very, very helpful. Thanks. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time and go Dubs.